And now, another Rock Sports Network presentation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Inside Pitch, Rochester's premier baseball show. I'm Sal Mayorana. This is my good buddy, Jim Mandalero, and we are at uh, Calabrasella's Deli today. We walked by Dom as we came in, and uh, it's owned by Dom, and Dom is the man, man. Uh, inside Pitch, again, brought to you by Calabrasella's Deli. It's grilling season. Give your grill a thrill with Zygel's hot dogs, sausage, and a full line of deli meats for your backyard barbecue. Stop by over here at 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. Okay, so today in our leading-off segment, we're going to discuss whether the defending world champion and suddenly revived Kansas City Royals can still make the playoffs. We'll talk about the amazing Los Angeles Dodgers, who actually almost got no hit last night. Not yes. so amazing last night. And we'll debate whether the newest Yankee phenom is the real McCoy. And then on our seventh inning stretch, we'll talk about the American League East like we always do. Um, we've been saying it for a couple of months now. It's a three-team race, and it's hotter than ever. Yeah. Three teams separated by one game. Unbelievable. And then we'll take our weekly stroll down memory lane with this week in baseball. And we're going to talk about the two craziest games in Cubs-Phillies history. I, I couldn't believe that when I was doing some research. In the bottom of the ninth, Sal and I will talk about a hot issue that's in the news involving your sport, football. Yeah, my favorite guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so let's start. Leading off, the Royals, sale were given up for debt a few weeks ago. I mean, they were five games under 500. They were desperately out of the race, and it looked like their run was over. Well, since then, they've had a nine-game winning streak. They've won uh, 10 of 11. They unfortunately go into Fenway Park this weekend to play my Red Sox. I'm a little nervous about that. But uh, they're four games out of a wild card. Now, do you think they have a legitimate shot? Um, they're the Royals, so I do think so. You, and you love I, the way they play. Yeah, you and I both love the way we play. they play the last two years. Um, winning the World Series just did so many things well. The kind of baseball that Jim and I like to see played, great defense, good pitching, uh, situational hitting. They do it all well. They just got off to a horrible start this year. Injuries really played a factor. Moustakas was is out for the year. Alex Gordon missed a bunch of time. And, and it, it wasn't the same. I, they, I think they had a little bit of World Series hangover early on, mm -hmm. but they've caught fire. Um, I think they're five games back right now of the um, – are they five back? They're six and a half back six of and a half. first, but four out of the wild card. Four out of the wild card. So, yeah, absolutely they've got a chance. Um, you know, they've got some guys. I think Kane was out, too, for a while. Yeah. Right? So they're all back now. And, you know, they've got a great team. Eric Hosmer, um, 17 homers, 73 RBIs. Kendris Morales has been a good designated hitter for them. Um, and their pitching, I think, is finally – uh, starting to come around. Ian Kennedy has been out for a while. Mm -hmm. I think he's back now. He's got a 3.58 ERA. And Danny Duffy, Danny Duffy, 11-1 with an ERA under uh, three. It's, well, yeah, Rick Porcello's, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's so a lot of those around impressive. this year. Uh, you know, they've had a nice little run. They've played the Twins a bunch lately. They've beaten them 11 out of 13. Always helps to have the Twins yeah. in your midst. So that has definitely been part of it. Um, I guess we could take a look at their schedule down the stretch. I haven't, I haven't looked at it up close, but... Let's see what they got here, Jimmy. Well, you know, they've got Detroit. That's a team in front of them. They got to go to Minnesota and Chicago, both lousy teams. Oakland. Yeah. You know, they've got they've got a very favorable schedule the next. They do have a month. favorable schedule. I mean, it gets a little trickier in September. They have to play those Indians yeah. at, at Cleveland. They have to play Detroit, and they close out the they year close with the Indians. Wow, that might be but at home. But they've got Minnesota, Jim. They've got Minnesota six more times. They've got the White Sox. 
seven more times, and they've got Oakland three times. I mean, there's some there's some room there to make some hay. And I think well, the Royals are going to be dangerous. I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I tell you, I don't think they are going to make the playoffs. All I'm right. not saying you're not saying they are, but you're going to say they're going to be in the hunt. I think they're riding a hot wave right now, and they do have a favorable schedule. Now, here's what I don't like about them: they did lose Mustakas for the year. That's a big loss. Um, they're 27th in the majors in home runs. Yeah. So they play small ball. They do. They play do small have ball. good pitching. They don't have the kind of pitching that you're going to talk about. Cy Young winners. You know, Wade Miller's having another great year out of the bullpen. But, but he's hurt. I know. He's been hurt right I now. I know, and that's that's part of the problem. Their best players are hurt. Their top hitter is Lorenzo Cain at 289. He's a full 80 points behind the league leader, Altuve. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, you say they're a great team. I think they have oh, great I don't chemistry. Think they're great. I, think they, I think they're a nice team. Um, they're yeah. not a great team. I think this is Cleveland's year. I think Cleveland will win the division. I really have to believe one of those teams from the AL East, if not both, is going to be a wild card team. So Kansas City's up against it. I mean, yeah. well, it's going to be tough. But they do, as you mentioned, have a favorable schedule. They've got a very favorable schedule at Austria. I would not count them out. They're, they're a veteran team now. Yeah. They're young, but they're a veteran team. Good and manager. they've gone through the wars the last two years. Yeah. They know how to win. So yeah, You I like the little unorthodox managers, don't you? You like Ned. I don't mind Ned Yost. Yeah. He, he, was, he was getting ridiculed was. for so long. Well, I'm when not you win quite a World sure Series, why. it kind of quiets the critics. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I think they're fine. I think they're going to be right in it right to the end. All right, now another team that is in it and will be to the end is the L.A. Dodgers. And you know, I, I got to tell you, we'll have a segment during a future show where we'll talk about awards. Uh, how can Dave Roberts not be the manager of the year? Yeah. Because who saw this? I mean, uh, Kershaw's out for the for a long time, maybe the year. Who knows? He's been out for a long time. They lost Granke. Um, they're leading the Giants by a, a couple of games in, in the West. Jimmy, that team has gone 30-20 and 20 since Kershaw's last start. Everyone thought when Kershaw went on the DL, which and it looked like it was going to be a lengthy stint, that they were going to fall apart. And at the been. time, they were probably six games behind the Giants at that time. <clears throat> so you figure there's yep. no way. Now, the Giants have gone, I think, 13-25 and 25 since the All-Star break. Yeah. So they have opened the door wide open. The Dodgers have burst through. The Dodgers have put 27 guys on the disabled list this year. 27 guys. That's an entire roster plus two. We're talking about a first-year manager managing a team in Los Angeles. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and, man, and, and replacing a very popular guy. So I mean, I, they, are, they are a fascinating team. Um, you know, their pitching somehow without Kershaw has held up. About, you know, look at this lineup. You know, Osmani Grandel is their number one catcher. He's batting 231. He's got 21 homers, but still, 231. But after that, they've got guys that are raking right now. Gonzalez, Utley, Seeger. He's got Justin Turner. Yep. These guys are these guys are playing great. Their offense is one of the top offenses in Major League Baseball. I don't think anybody would have predicted that at the start of the year. And everyone thought they could pitch yes, great. Puig. Well, yeah, Puig's <laughs> been a complete bust. Um, Jock Peterson's come back, 18 homers now. Turner's got 24 homers, 74 RBIs. Justin Turner. The Mets wish they'd had him back, right? Absolutely. I mean, crying out loud. Absolutely, especially this now, year. Now, one thing I questioned about the Dodgers, <coughs> and we, we were just talking to before we came in, they made a, they made a very puzzling trade yesterday. Yes. With, Ad, with uh, <coughs> um, who's Andrew, what's his name, Friedman? Andrew Friedman, I yeah. think, is the guy from the Rays who is now the, the baseball president for the Dodgers. Very analytics-oriented. And they made a deal. They, traded, they basically traded catchers. A.J. Ellis, the backup goes to Philadelphia for Carlos Ruiz. Now, A.J. Ellis is having a god-awful year. He's batting 194, one homer, 13 RBIs. Um, he's played in 53 games, but he's Clayton Kershaw's personal catcher. They are best friends. They've been in the organization for as long as Kershaw's been there. They cried together yesterday, the reports were, when this trade went down. 
Now, I don't know what Kershaw's future, immediate future is, Jimmy, but I know that he wasn't consulted on the trade. That's what they've said. He, he was caught, totally caught off guard. What does this possibly do? And also, Ellis is a big team leader in the locker room. What does this do to a team? Chemistry-wise, it yeah, was on a roll, yeah, yeah. A and now you upset role. the chemistry a little bit. Well, I mean, at this point, I would say he'd be might as well be Sandy Kovacs' personal catcher because you know his guy isn't playing, and it makes me wonder if Kershaw's out for the year, right. and they're trying to win one now. Right, he's useless without Kershaw. That's the only argument there is: is they are trying to go. They know they've got a chance now, and Ellis has taken up a roster spot. Yeah. But when Kershaw comes back, you better hope that whoever he's going to catch can catch him. But in a week, the rosters are forty. I guess they just need that extra. I, depth. I don't understand the move at all. I don't. No. I mean, Carlos Ruiz, good player. I'm looking at his line this year. He's got <laughs> three home runs and 12 RBIs, batting 261, and he's played in 48 games. So I don't know what the deal was if he was hurt. All I know is the trade looked very, very unusual when you when you broke it down yeah. on paper. Why would the Dodgers do this? To them? I mean, it's not like he was Kenta Maeda's personal catcher. This is Clayton Kershaw's yeah, personal catcher. Made no sense to me. And Kershaw's the type that probably won't discuss it. A pretty quiet guy. So uh, yeah. we'll see how it plays but, uh, out. I'll bet he's pissed off. Uh, he's, he's I be. would bet he's, he's very pissed be. off. Now, you, speaking of catchers, good yeah. segue. Uh, you got a pretty good one in New York. Yes. And uh, actually a homegrown one, not, not one that they acquired. Um, Nice to see the Yankees develop a player. Yep. Gary um, Sanchez Gary has Sanchez. been a phenom so far. Yeah. It's hard to believe that the Yankees actually have some young talent. But right now, Sanchez is up. Aaron Judge is up. Tyler Austin is up. Um, Austin has really struggled. I mean, after that great start where he homered in his first at bat, he's batting 148. Um, and Judge has been pretty good. Judge is down to 222. Right now, he's kind of hit a lull. I think pitchers are adjusting at him pretty quickly. <coughs> you can get him out with high heat. But Gary Sanchez has been a revelation. His line right now, 19 games played, 9 home runs, 16 RBIs, batting 389. The other day against the Mariners, he was intentionally walked twice That's so they could get to Mark Teixeira. First time apparently ever for a Yankee rookie wow. that early in his career to be intentionally walked twice in the same game. I, just I, don't, know who, stat. I don't know who keeps track of that stat, but somebody had that stat. He was the AL Player of the Week. Yeah. And he's the second Yankee catcher to be AL Player of the Week. Yeah. The first was Thurman Munson. I know. It's, that's, that's really remarkable. And, and what's great about Sanchez is because I think in the past, everyone knew he could hit. It was, can he catch? Would yeah. he be a good defensive catcher? And I think he struggled in the minors for a while, but he's made great, I'm told, <laughs> or I've read, he's made great strides defensively. And you watch him during the games, and you can tell. He is becoming a good receiver of the ball. He blocks pitches. He's got a great arm. So I think they've got their catcher of the future. Well, I don't know what you do with Brian McCann. I guess I guess you keep McCann, no. and he plays twice a week, and he's a good left-handed bat. Um, but I think Sanchez is their guy going forward. Well, just before you get his bust ready for the Hall of Fame, yeah, I know. you just remember Shelly Duncan, Kevin Moss, and who's the other guy Shane that got Spencer. off? There? Shane Spencer all yeah. got off to great stuff. I, I used to think Kevin Moss was going to be something. Yeah, he reminded me of Mattingly. Left-handed first base. Yeah, right. It reminded me of Mattingly, and it and it didn't it didn't play out. So who knows? This guy looks like he has really good creds. He's got good minor league stats, and I I'm I'm one that thinks it's more fun when the Yankees are good. I just don't want them to get into this year's race because the Red Sox have their hands full already. Yeah. So. I don't think but. they're going to. We'll, we'll get to that in our ALE yeah. segment, but I don't think the Yankees. There's too much traffic ahead of them yeah. for them to jump up. All right, we'll take our first break. For the biggest, juiciest steak sub in Rochester, come here to Calabrasella's Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Rochester. Stop in for lunch or take out subs, Weigel's hot dogs and sausages. 
for your family gathering or tailgate party. Jim and I will be right back. For the biggest, juiciest submarine sandwiches in Rochester, visit Caliber Cellars Deli on Buffalo Road in Gates. Sink your teeth into one of our signature hot or cold subs, including the Dominator, Colon Kicker, Italian Stallion, Assorted, and more. Eat in, take out, or have us cater your next event. Visit us before your next backyard barbecue. We offer a full line of Zweigel's Hots, Sausages, and Deli Meats. Caliber Cellars Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. All right, we are back on Inside Pitch. I'm Sal Mayorano, that's Jim Mandelero, and we're going to talk about the American League East like we do every week in this segment. We'll, why don't we get the Yankees out of the way since we'll kind of segue from where we left off. So okay. they have played well lately, Jimmy. Um, they went out to Seattle, took two of three from the Mariners, who are ahead of them in the wild card chase. Tanaka pitched a great game out there. Um, they've hit the ball, you know, okay, not great, but they've hit the ball well lately. Um, even guys like Ellsbury is contributing. Um, Ronald Torres is another shocker. And this guy, he looks like a midget, first of all. He's about five foot seven. He was hitting about 100, I think, early in the year. Absolutely helpless at the plate. He has been red hot. He's been starting in place of Chase Headley. Headley's not hurt. They're, they're, they've been playing Torres yeah. ahead of Headley, yeah. and that's kind of a shocker. The kid has really come on right now. Let me look at his numbers. He is batting 277. After being, like I said, down around 150 or 115 or 120 yeah. early in the year, so they're getting ex they're getting contributions from guys you wouldn't expect. Um, we talked earlier about Judge and Austin; they're both kind of coming down to earth after the big start they had. But look, with Sanchez, those two guys, the future is looking relatively bright for the Yankees right now. It's not going to happen this year, no. but it looks looks pretty good. I think a good year for the Yankees is a finish over 500. You don't embarrass yourself and, and look to the future. They're getting guys in every day in the lineup. They won't be rookies next year. You mix in some veterans, and <clears throat> it's all good. Right now the pitching is the issue. They're down to Tanaka, Pineda, and Sabathia from their original starting rotation. Uh, if all these out for the next year and a half, uh, Luis Severino Boy, is in the minors doing nothing. Um, Ivan Ivanova's been traded, so they've got problems uh, on the rotation right now. They're getting starts from Chad Green and Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa actually pitched a great game in Anaheim, lost 2-0 because the offense was nowhere to be found. But they're, they're getting, like I said, contributions from guys you wouldn't expect. Now, talk about your Red Sox because... Well. They 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 just continue this roller coaster ride, yet they're still in first place, tied for first place. You know, you wonder. You know, my son was telling me a couple of days ago they lost this game to Tampa, that they they really blew. They were up, I think, three nothing, and Tampa crawled back, and then they went to extra innings, and they lost on a play that they always say, you know, we work on this all spring training. Grounder to first, throws it to the pitcher, uh, Heath Hembry drops the ball, yeah. then he picks it up, throws it home. And they tag the guy, and they say, out. So we're all excited, right? Doesn't score? Well, uh, your buddy Sandy Leone did not have the ball in his glove. Right, he dropped the ball. So it was a terrible way, to, terrible way to, I mean, I knew they couldn't pitch the relievers. I didn't know they couldn't catch. So terrible way. Then they lose um, Wednesday by one run to Tampa. So a good road trip was kind of spoiled. I think they went 8-4 on the road trip, but they were 8-2. Cannot lose games to Tampa Bay, especially when half the fans or more in Tampa are Red Sox <laughs> fans. Well, so little fans there were, 12,059 yesterday. That was the announced attendance yeah, in Tampa announced Bay. Attendance. That's an so, awful place for baseball. More importantly, you know, this is how, if, I'm, if I'm the manager, I say, look, at, they've had a lot of those kind of losses. No matter what, they're in first place with 27 games to go. And that's yep. all you care about. You're in first place. But what I'm concerned about is 
they lost this uh, left fielder. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch him play, Andrew uh, Benatendi. Yeah, I have. Really good player. Left-hander, good hitter, good fielder. Um, has a left knee issue, uh, wearing a knee brace. He's on the DL. They'll know probably later Friday if he's out more seriously. And I, I really, I don't, I don't like when, when guys get hurt on any teams. I'm not happy about Ivaldi. I'm not happy about Tillman. Um, I hate to see it, and he's a bright young player, so I, I'm hoping he is back in September. Um, but anyway, they do go into the weekend hosting the, the Royals. That'll be a big showdown. Both teams really need to win. Um, meanwhile, you know, the Blue Jays lose right. at home to the Angels. Right. It's like, does anybody want this? The Orioles lose Chris Tillman. Tillman's out. DL is 15-5 and five with a 3.76 ERA. He's their best pitcher, and now he's on the DL. Their team ERA, Jimmy, is 48 Three eight. They are awful. Well, they are an awful pitching staff, except for Zach Britton, who's you know yeah. been fantastic. <laughs> Although I think he just blew his first save the other night. He did, uh, I think. He, he blew his first save, but they won. He gave up a run though. I think right. he, gave up, he had a long streak a of not giving up a run. So their their bullpen's been tremendous. Their starters have been god awful. We've talked about it. Now Dylan Bundy has stepped in and he's been he's kind of you know he's helped them out a little bit. But Jimenez is awful. Gossman's been terrible. Yep. Um, just I, th this team again. I say it over and over <laughs> and over. And how is winning. this team still in this race? Well, you mentioned how the uh, Dodgers have really rallied after losing Kershaw. I think you said they were what fifty and thirty or something. They're thirty and twenty. Thirty and twenty. Well, the Orioles are twenty and six when Chris Tillman pitches. They are fifty and fifty in all the other games. Right. So they are a five hundred team without them. And you know, sore shoulder. Who knows how long he's out? So. They could be in a bit of trouble, but we've been saying that all year, and Buck finds a way to – they close well, the year. So the end of the year, the Sox, are, the Sox host the Blue Jays. How great will that be? And, you know, the Indians, uh, Royals, great scheduling. Right. And the Orioles at the Yankees, and the Yankees will be the Red Sox' best friend <laughs> that weekend, maybe. The, uh, the Orioles, Chris Davis has 30 homers. Jonathan Scope has 20. Manny Machado, 29 Trumbo have? and 78. 38. Trumbo leads the major leagues with 38 homers Great pickup. and 93 RBIs. I mean, they mash the ball, and that's why they're in the position they're in. I just think at some point, Jimmy, that's, the pitching has got to catch up to them. I don't, again, I can't see how they've done it for this long. I think the Red Sox are a better team. I think the Blue Jays are a better team. But, man, Baltimore is right in it, and, you know, they they finish at the Yankees. They finish at Toronto, six games. That'll be tough. Um, they've got those two teams actually right now. They've got the Yankees for three at home. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry, at, at, Yankee, at Yankee, Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Then they come home to play the Blue Jays <coughs> and Yankees. Key stretch for the Orioles right there. Yeah, and um, what if all three of them make the playoffs? It's very possible. Yeah, I think it is possible. We've talked about the Royals. Not quite sure they can get through. The Tigers, I don't like that team. I, I don't, don't know. like them either. I don't know I, how the Tigers are, are in that thing yeah. either, but you're, you're right. The, the two wild cards could come from I think they might the because American the West East. isn't lighting it up. I mean, Houston, they've had their moments, and I don't know. I mean, Texas is going to win that division. Yep. You know, it was funny. Uh, a guy we both know, Mike Lindsley of Syracuse on the radio, he uh, posted something last week saying his, his dream World Series would be the Indians and the Cubs. The Indians, because they haven't won since 1948, and the Cubs since 1908, and that would be a great World Series, and especially with the Indian, uh, with Cleveland having won the NBA title this year. But a, a, another great one would be Boston and the Cubs, because who oh wouldn't yeah. want seven games at Fenway and Wrigley? I know. You talk about a throwback. That no would be no awesome. kid over uh, under 10 would see it, of course, because the game starts so late. But I, that'd be just so you know, I'd sign up for either of those. 
<laughs> well, just so you know, <laughs> I do Cubs not. Be in it. As much as I want the Red Sox to win the World Series, I do not want to face the Cubs because I want to be able to cheer for the Cubs. You know yeah, that feeling? I know. You I feel agree. the same way, you know, with those Yankees. I do. So uh, my consolation prize, if the Red Sox don't make it, and I don't think they will, will be the Cubs if they can get that far. And they, by the way, talking about them, they're back on a roll. What do they got? 81, 82 wins already? 81 wins, lead the major leagues, 36 above 500, and a 14 game lead, which I told you I'm not. They're worried about. I don't sale. care about that. It's October. All that matters. This is all about <coughs> October for the Cubs, and I just hope that they're not going to cruise in and not have that competitive edge when it comes playoff time. We'll see, but they are playing great. Huge series, not huge, but a big test this weekend in Los Angeles. They're playing the Dodgers, who were red hot. I think that'll be a good a good measuring stick for the Cubs. Um, uh, on the road, uh, on the West Coast, closing out a West Coast trip. So looking forward to that. All right, this week in baseball. Now, you probably remember this game. I remember watching it on the MLB Network. It's a great game to watch. The 1979 Phillies um, beat the Cubs. Cubs. I think it was 25-23, something like that. Uh, Kingman hit a bunch of homers. Uh, Schmidt hit a bunch of homers. Well, it turns out in 1922 these, these teams played, and the Cubs beat the Phillies 26-23, which seems a a lot of runs for the dead ball era. Last second field goal there, I think. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. Imagine this game being on TV. The Cubs led 25-6 to six in the fourth inning <laughs> and held amazing. on. The Phillies had the bases loaded, and they won by three runs. So th- what an exciting game. You, you, uh, if you were blowing 19-run lead, you should be fired. In 1922, you're right. They, they, but that ball era. That's a week of, of runs they, for some of those teams in that era. <clears throat> um 19, this is, these are things I found just, I never thought it had ever happened in baseball before. Burke Campanaris, 1967, hits three triples uh-huh. in one game. That's hard to do. Lost to the Indians. You know why that's hard to do now, Jimmy? Because nobody runs out of the box. Yeah. You know, nobody runs out of the box. The other day, though, um, the kid for Cleveland, remember the walk-off home run? Yes, that was that awesome. That was awesome. The only reason that was inside the parker, that guy was running from the moment yeah. he dropped the bat, right. and he never stopped. That was a great and play. And wasn't that a ball that almost more was guys, a home run? Yeah, it was off the top so of the wall. So more credit to him. It wasn't like through the legs. That right. was a, he, he could have yeah. he could have posed and try and watched it go out. He didn't. And what the, the amazing thing about that play, if you watch the highlight, the the Blue Jays center fielder is nowhere to be found. It was it was Elpt Upton was the center fielder. He comes in at the very last second when the ball was really? already rolling. You know, the guy's rounding second on the way to third before the center fielder comes to back it up. So that's why the kid scored. But you wish that every player Absolutely. would run like that. Robinson Cano, that would have been a single for him. <laughs> Seriously. He would have posed at home plate and would have ended up on first base. Speaking of inside the park home runs, we've by the way, we lead the league in segues this, today. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I know. Toby Hera and Bump Wills of the Rangers hit back-to-back inside-the-park home runs on consecutive pitches in the seventh inning as the Rangers beat the Yankees 1977. You remember that? You're a big Yankee fan. I don't. And that was the new, well, the refurbished Yankee State. That wasn't the old one right. where the, it was 461 to dead center. Back-to-back pitches. That's pretty cool. Where's Mickey Rivers doing? <laughs> and uh, this guy's been in the news for all the wrong reasons lately. But yeah. Doc Gooden in 1985 became the youngest to win 20 games uh, he was 20 years, nine months, nine days old. The only, he was one, one month younger than Bob Feller. I think we can all agree Bob Feller had a better career and so far a better life. Yeah, I know. Gooden, uh, Gooden is uh, fighting for his Darryl life, I Darryl Strawberry with some interesting comments the other day about Gooden, basically called him a, what do you call him, a junkie or something? Well, or when Darryl Strawberry or? calls you a junkie, you got I problems. That's, that's a serious problem. All right, well, time for one more break here. If you're listening from out of town and Mr. Weigel's products, Calabrasella's Deli ships your favorite Rochester-made uh, products like Abbott's Frozen Custards, Weigel's White and Red Hots and Sausages, 
country sweet sauces, and much more. Ordered online at New York Steli Dial, New York Style Deli.com. I had been doing pretty good on that. Yeah. First time I fumbled on that for a while. All right, Jim and I will be right back to close out the show. For the biggest, juiciest submarine sandwiches in Rochester, visit Calabrasella's Deli on Buffalo Road in Gates. Sink your teeth into one of our signature hot or cold subs, including the Dominator, Colon Kicker, Italian Stallion, Assorted, and more. Eat in, take out, or have us cater your next event. Visit us before your next backyard barbecue. We offer a full line of Zweigel's Hots, Sausages, and Deli Meats. Calabrasella's Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. All right, welcome back to Inside Pitch. It's the bottom of the ninth, and uh, Jimmy has picked an interesting topic for us to close out the show and debate a little bit back and forth. Uh, Tim Tebow, yeah. who is, I think, undeniably maybe the, one of the greatest college football players ever, who also undeniably is one of the worst NFL quarterbacks to ever walk <laughs> on a field. And I said that from day one when he was picked yeah. in the first round. I said it would never work, and it hasn't. He's trying his hand at baseball, Jim. Now, he's 29 years old. He's been in the media for a while, doing a pretty good job, from what I hear, mm -hmm. on the SEC network, right in his wheelhouse. He played in the SEC and knows all about it. But he's trying to scratch an itch by, by playing baseball. Um, if it was anybody other than Tim Tebow, nobody would care. Right. Um, but he's Tim Tebow, and he has, a, he has a stage, he has an audience, and people will get behind this. So I guess, hey, it's his life. He can do whatever he wants. But it's, to me, it seems like a little bit of a cry for attention and a little bit of a, um, I don't know, publicity stunt maybe. What do you think? Well, so August 30th in Los Angeles, Tim Tebow is going to hold an open baseball tryout, and 20 teams have signed up, including your Yankees and my Red Sox, yep. and the world champion Royals are among them. The Mets say they're either a no or a maybe. Um, I don't get it. Like you said, he hasn't played in 11 years. He had 500 his, uh, his junior year of high school. Right. The Angels had him in for a tryout. For whatever reason, maybe he said, I'm playing football. They didn't pursue it. I don't get it. Yeah, he's a left-handed slugger, you know, but he's 29 years old. Why do these guys think it's that easy? Why did Michael Jordan think he was going to go to the major leagues? If you can't make it in football, it's hard to believe you're going to make it in baseball if you don't come from a baseball background. Yeah, I mean, baseball is a hard game to play. Football is an easier game to play, especially if you're an athlete like Tim Tebow. Yeah. I mean, he's, made, he's made for that. Baseball is not. Baseball is so technical, such a different game. He's been used to, he's, he's basically a hit and batting practice pitching, Jimmy. Yeah. It's a lot harder when you're in the major leagues trying to hit a slider, trying to hit a curveball or a forkball or whatever else. It's not BP. And here the Yankees are with this youth movement, and they're going to sign this guy that's going to be 30 next year. They're not going to sign Tim. I don't think anybody, well, you know what, I shouldn't say that. I, 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 think, it would be, I think it would be insane for anybody one to sign Miami, Tim One of the Florida Deeble. teams should sign him. But Tampa. I think there will be a team that will take a chance just for the publicity of it. But to me, this guy should not be anywhere near the major league. I think he's going to go to the minor leagues maybe, yeah. and he's going to struggle and realize yeah. just how hard this yeah, really that, is. That broadcast booth is going to look a lot better to him. Yeah, I mean, He's I don't being know. trained by the legendary uh, Yankee legend Chad Moeller. Yeah, and David Ardsma has oh, also really? been throwing to him. Gary Sheffield, though, did come on record and say that he looks like, he's, looks like he, he can do it. Gary Sheffield said that. All right. So I don't know. They're on the payroll or something. But I don't think he has a chance in hell of making it to the major leagues. interesting to see what comes out of that. You know uh, what? To me, week. he's taking up a roster spot for a minor league player, a true yeah. minor league guy trying to pursue his dream in a game he's played all his life. I'm, not surpri I'm surprised ESPN's not making a show out of it uh, like they when probably LeBron will. James made his decision. Don't, don't speak the too Tim soon. The Tim Tebow trial. You don't think there's not going to be wall-to-wall -wall coverage of his workout? 
I, if it's going to be open. They to the, got it, these athletes. Is up. it open to the media? Maybe it's closed to the media. Yeah, I don't, I probably closed. I don't know. If it's know closed though. to the media, then too bad for ESPN because they'll, they'll live off that. So. Anyways, what do you think? Yay or nay on that? No. Big, yeah. big no. I wish the Red Sox weren't even there. But I guess you don't want to be the team that doesn't go and then he's great. You know, it doesn't, what's it take to send your L.A. scout out to watch him? Yeah. I guess. So, all, right. all right, that'll do it for this week's show. Again, you can find us on the Rock Sports Network uh, website. You can go to Twitter, uh, Rock Sports Net is your Twitter feed, right, Gary? Rock Sports Net or Network? Net, Rock Sports Net. Find us on Twitter and go to uh, iTunes. Again, type in Rock Sports Net and you will find our podcast there. Tell your friends it's the best baseball talk you're going to get in Rochester. So for Jim Mandalero, I am Sal Mayorana. Have a great baseball week and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>